Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Match Ball. Hello, welcome to the Matchball Live brought to you with Levi Solicitors. There is a 10% discount on your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Dan Moylan with you along with Michael Normanson and Rob Conlon. Full-time chat, final one um, before the World Cup break. Didn't see that coming, or did we? 4-3, bit disappointing, wasn't it, to be in front three times and come out with nothing? We've seen that defence before. We have, yeah. <laughs> that is predictable enough. I did think when Rodrigo put us three to up, this would be too funny to win this. <laughs> to be, what, three weeks ago or two weeks ago thinking, well, Marsh has got three games to save his job and for him to have come out with that, with nine points, would have just been too funny. So mm. it was very Leeds United to do what we did. Yeah, well, we finish up, uh, we're 14th on 15 points, two points off the drop zone at the minute. Would have looked a lot prettier, obviously, with three points in the uh, in the bank, but wasn't to be. What a strange and silly game. Um, where did it go right? Where did it go wrong? Defence, badly wrong all over the place I mean we should probably address the fact that even given the defence being shambolic three of the Spurs goals were dead spawny mm. yeah because the first one what the fuck yeah. <laughs> I mean there's not I don't see anyone would watch that and not think that's a foul on the goalkeeper it's one of those that you could it would have been very hard to justify not giving it in a pre-VAR days when it was something as obvious as that but then the fact you've now got that to look at and they just choose not to yeah Bizarre. I don't. I don't even think there's that much you can say about it. It's just. It's just wrong. Yeah. I mean, it is. It is a foul. <laughs> yeah. On the feed we were watching, the cocom was basically chatting about it in the past tense of, mm. oh, well, that's a shame. That's been ruled out because that's clearly not going to get given because Melier has been taken out by Langley and there was Richarlison going in there mm. to take him out as well. I mean, it just jumped into me. This is not just. Mm. This is not one team bias, is it? You look at that objectively and go, well, that, that that's a foul. Yeah. I'll be listening to the the Spurs fans for propaganda, and I'm certain I will come across Spurs fans on live streams going, ah, it's going to be ruled out. Yeah. Because that's what you would obviously think, having witnessed a foul. And just to rub salt into the wound, when you saw it from the other angle, you see Kane also give Adams a big shove in the back as the corner's coming in, so... Kane, the, Kane gets to do what he wants, though, doesn't he, basically? Yeah, he got that ridiculous free kick as well in the first half <laughs> when he just he just basically fell over and asked for it, and the ref went, yeah, fine. That's what happens with him, isn't it? Um, but that's not to say that, you know, we should stress that's not the reason why we're saying we lost. It was defensively, wasn't it, that we... Uh, weren't great 
but equally there were a couple of deflected goals in there which is frustrating mm-hmm. like particularly like the one that bounces off Melier's back off Christensen just you know it's just sod's law isn't it but um, yeah to go in front three times and come out with nothing hurts but then you yeah, guess this is how you know Bournemouth's fans felt when we you know overturned a three goal victory um, to win 4-3 at Ellen Road but there's plenty to be optimistic about I think with, with that game there was lots to like about it but God defensively wise and tactically it didn't look good towards the end I mean, loads of people are saying that uh, Marsh got it wrong by going to five at the back and inviting pressure. Is that being said with the aid of hindsight or do you think that's a tactical failing? Yeah, it's funny because at 72 minutes, I was making a note that we need some energy in attack and it felt like we needed to change up front just to get a bit of I've the exact energy. Same thing. And then <laughs> four minutes later, I've written, that, oh, Rodrigo scored. Yeah. And so... And he was one of the players who I thought looked tired. Yeah, definitely. He was just kind of walking around which is kind of what he does as the games go on. And then he comes up with a goal. So you sort of think, well, Marsh is justified. And then, but then with the other goals, I don't know whether it's going to five at the back or would we have been pulled apart as much, certainly for the fourth goal, had there been a bit more energy in front of the defence to stop Spurs getting there. So you're looking, you're looking for changes rather than, ta- like from the bench rather than tactical changes, you mean? Yeah, just a bit of energy. But then, but like I say, I don't know. I, I, but that's what happened, I, at, that's what's happened at Southampton. Yeah, before. That's, that's what I was about to say, yeah. He's he's been guilty of that before, has Marsh. But I do come out of that. I just think you know we've been really unlucky, right? I, I think <laughs> unlucky is, is. I think that is fair, a fair point. We I think we should have got something from the game probably because Spurs are not very good, are they? Yeah. They're strange, aren't they? They've, got they're, they're, they've obviously yeah. got some very good players, but as a unit, like we we cut through them pretty easily. Like the Somerville goal and Rodrigo's first one, we didn't we didn't seem to have to do an awful lot to just be through on goal, did we? It was. They were quite easy chances, in, in which is to, which is to our credit. We were, we were good going forward, weren't we? Yeah, like we look we look dangerous. And going well, forward. until an hour seventy minutes, when absolutely all of them looked shattered. Because yeah. I, th- I thought Rodrigo looked tired. Aronson was got got really sloppy and looked like he couldn't really run anymore. Rocker always looks a bit like a little bit tired, doesn't he? When he's when he's has to do more than an hour, so it looked like there was there was just a a, a gap emerging in the middle of the pitch because we didn't have the legs to to actually do the pressing anymore. Yeah, I'm just looking back through the. Uh... The goals, I mean, the notes that I made, it was mainly just goals I've got written in front of me. But one thing I did note was that Spurs were giving up possession a fair bit. Like the press was really, really working well for us early doors, I thought. And then um, after that, we scored and Somerville put us 1-0 up, which he took really, really well, didn't he? That was some some good footwork again from him. Just always scores, doesn't he? Yeah, every, every game. <laughs> it was, uh, Marsh was only saying the other week that he's not going to score every week, but mm. I think he's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the evidence suggests otherwise. Yeah, and Aronson did well as well in the build-up to that one. Yeah, nice pass through. Um, so then we got that 10 minutes then I noted Strauch's haircut so he's no mm-hmm. longer a big sexy pirate but again the, the humour around that feels utterly misplaced in the wake of losing 4-3 like that he's still big and he's sexy though yep that is true um, and then 26 minutes it's 1-1 with that ridiculous goal should have been ruled out have we said everything we need to say about that one I don't think there's, there's just not much there's not much analysis so it's, needs so, doing it's obvious it. It, just, it? it just is a foul it just yeah. is a foul Someone's not got. They've had. They were not even looking at the ball, are they? They're just jumping into. They're just, they're just jumping into the goalkeeper. It's. It just is a foul. I it's, don't think. it's like you said, watching it, Dan. It was almost too laughably obvious to get angry yeah. at. Because you just think, well, what am I getting angry at? Because it's all nonsense, yeah. isn't it? It's just. It's completely self-evident. Yeah. There yeah. was um, before they equalised. Crescencio Somerville had another one-on-one with Loris, mm-hmm. which was a very good chance. Which he seemed to take a big touch, and you were expecting Loris to come get the ball. And then he never appeared. And then, yeah, some of all got a toe onto it, didn't he? I, th- I thought he might have taken it around the keeper. But yeah, we maybe should have gone 2-0 ahead then. 
And then what happened between the one all at 26 minutes and Rodrigo scoring to make it 2-1? I've got nothing in that. There's sort of a nearly 20 minute void there. What, what happened in between that is that we started slagging off Rodrigo. Too. We can't even, <laughs> don't even know he's on the pitch. And yeah. about 30 seconds later, he volleyed one in. Yeah. Yeah. Did. Egg on my face. He hit, Although, the, he hit the post as well at one point. Least, it was offside, wasn't it? He likes so much about Leeds United at the minute. He's just very, he's just very enigmatic, isn't he? In that you think he's doing nothing and then suddenly he pops up with a goal mm. and then another one as well to make us look daft. Um, but maybe maybe this is just it. You know, the level that we're at, the waters that we're swimming in, the players that we can recruit, sometimes are going to look great, other times are going to look mediocre. Mm. I don't know. Well, that's where I sort of feel like I can't get too angry about the 4-3 and that I just feel unlucky. I sort of look at Rodrigo and I look at Marsh and I just think this defies all kind of analysis. It just, <laughs> everything, every time I think something, they just go and prove me wrong and make me look daft. Mm. But then likewise, when I think, oh God, brilliant, they go and throw it away. So I don't really know. I mean, I've had a really confusing afternoon because I was also watching the... Uh, England Rugby League semi-final so I've sort of been watching two crushing defeats albeit that was quite funny the England game um, so yeah I don't really know I can't really tell you anything about either which is useful mm. What did you think at half time then so we're 2-1 up just before half time um, what was the second goal like I've forgotten I've been so many Rodrigo's first goal was uh, a corner was cleared that was when the Spurs fan was shouting at yes. Aronson yeah. saying shouting your shit and that's why you play for Leeds and then uh, corner was cleared Cooper heads it back towards the edge of the box and Rodrigo just appeared out of nowhere and volleyed mm. into the bottom corner. Um, Perlo's beard questions my use of the uh, the term enigmatic. He's not enigmatic, he's just good. Been scoring for us all season, but he has. Yeah, fair enough. Mm. If he is good, then fine. <laughs> I, I accept that I'm wrong. Um, Half time, what did you reckon at that point? You, you, did you know which way it was going to go then at that point or did you feel like it was going to be chaotic? Or Well, you know me. Well, <laughs> I do. It's, a, it's a rhetorical question where Michael's concerned. I thought we'd probably go on to lose. But... <laughs> And we did, and you approved, right? And we did. Good. So, so well done, you. Good to be right. You scored some pessimism points. I, you? I didn't say it, though, in fairness, did I? I was just, but I always have, I always have fears. What yeah. about you, Rob? Do you think at half time then? I never know what to predict with Leeds now. It's, I, I, I thought it was heading towards us kind of being shithouses, time wasting, the Spurs crowd getting frustrated. You even saw it with uh, Tottenham were out quite early for the second half and we made them wait. But then after about five minutes, they'd equalised, hadn't they? And it was mm. a bit like, ah, oh, right, okay. Yeah, that came at 50, it was, came at 51, did that? Yeah, so it was like six minutes into that half. And that's the one that bounced off Melier's back. It has been pointed out in the comments on YouTube, live streaming on YouTube, by the way, um, for TSB Plus members, that had it not bounced off Melier's back, it was going to go straight to Kane's feet anyway. So it might have ended up in the net. Yeah, possibly. I mean, that we were asleep on that, um, the build-ups to that, weren't we? That was one where they took a quick throw and someone got in behind... And then Cooper put a bit of a soft challenge in and it was cross, wasn't it? Which um, the falling asleep at a throw thing had happened in the mm. first half as well, where they, they'd they had a throw in and then suddenly they were in on goal on Melier who made the save. So yeah, I guess there is cause for concern with the defending mm. at that point. Cooper and Cox seem to be all over the place today, I thought. They just seem constantly out of position. I don't know what, I don't know if something Spurs had done to make it happen, but it felt like Cooper was running backwards an awful lot trying to retrieve a situation, yeah. uh, which... Didn't, it, there was no control. But we, we do play very, very high up the pitch, though, don't we? Mm. That, that could be part of it, and which is one of the sort of ongoing problems is these balls getting dropped in behind the defence or behind the full-backs, um, which happened again today. Um, so then what happened between 51 and 76 when we went 3-2 <laughs> up? I've got no notes in that void either. It was just, it's, it's just end-to-end, wasn't it? It was the uh, shapeless and formless. I think Phil Hayat was who tweeted during the game that he just didn't know what was going to happen next, and it felt a little bit like that, didn't it? Just two teams going toe-to-toe 
And I guess it's it's always said with the aid of hindsight that you think when you get in front, you then want us to try and game manage it better. And the way that Marsh sort to do that would be to go five at the back. But then because it cost us in the end, you've got don't manage it like that. Manage it differently. <laughs> manage it so we win. <laughs> yeah, it's easier to do afterwards, isn't it? But I, I don't think it necessarily the substitutions. I don't think they addressed what was going wrong in the game for us. Right, which it's, was what we were just knackered. Which was that we looked tired and we lost. We were losing control of midfield. It felt like they were just able to walk through us too easily, which was then putting pressure on the defense. So by adding to the defense, you don't it, you don't solve the problem of them just getting through it the midfield easily. I suppose we've not mentioned that at halftime he changed Nonto for Greenwood, mm. and it felt a bit like oh, I've used my change for that for like high up the pitch. Yeah, it's like all oh, right, I'm just going to sit on it now. I'll change the defence, but I don't really want to change. I suppose Greenwood is often the guy that slots into midfield. Um, and he'd already used that change, so it was like, all oh, right, I'm, I don't know what to do up front now because he always just brings Joffy on for the last five minutes and he can't yeah. bring him on any earlier. Some interesting thoughts here about um, VAR. Just returning to that, someone's tweeting as Tom Murray saying, each team should get one VAR review per half. Use it, lose it, like cricket. Captain's choice. It's interesting, isn't it? interesting thought. Yeah. I mean, the problem is, you might get, we might have said, we want VR to look at this and they'd have gone, nope, absolutely fine that. <laughs> but look at it again. <laughs> you can't just go back to going, no, but what's happened there is you're wrong. So keep watching it until you've decided it's a foul because so, it was. They could all gather around the big screens, couldn't they? Like I'll stand in a circle and say, look at that. That's a, that's a foul. Um, so yeah, 3-2 Rodrigo. That was good, wasn't it? That was really well taken, that. Mm. And it was nice as well because we scored off the back of someone diving for them. Yeah. Because someone, someone was trying to, I mean, it did it did happen later on. I think someone was trying to get Tyler Adams sent off and did a big, and went past him and did a big uh, a big flop and the ref played played on and we just put the ball straight through to him. Who put the ball through, actually? It was Cooper won the ball, didn't he? And then was it Rocker that passed through no, to it was Rodrigo? Rocker. And yes. not going to lie, never expected him to score from there. No. Brilliant finish again. Exactly yeah. what you want from and a very good forward. And a very good celebration. Flappy yeah. hands. Yeah, the kid, the kid at a kid's party. Mm. A five-year-old vibe. Toddler vibes. It's great. I think maybe that goal, I mean, maybe the goal confused Jesse a bit because it, it, I guess it masked some of the problems that were going on at that point in the game because it had to, the game had turned against us at that point. But then we scored and I think maybe maybe he would have made changes. Had we not? I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to change from a winning position, isn't it? But like I say, it's always hindsight we say these things from, isn't it? Position of hindsight. Um, so 76. Didn't realise we were on in front for five minutes. That's a bit of a, a blow, isn't it? That was 3-3. Three, three. That was the deflection, wasn't it, that one? Uh, yeah, mm. yeah. So this is ailing. So ailing comes on and it all goes wrong. Poor, poor <laughs> ailing. <laughs> was basically it. But yeah, that's this is another one that shouldn't count because it was deflected. So what, how many we're we chalking off? We're chalking well, off one three. for VAR. One's an own goal. Um, one's the, so that's an own goal. Um, and then the ailing deflection. So they only scored one proper goal. Yeah, mm. because on the on the grounds of being not fair. Correct. Yes. Not yes. fair. Either the goal is too shit, or likewise, we were saying that if a goal is too good, you should be able to say, "Well, no, you're not allowed to do that." Yeah, it's very true. Yeah, in, in my notes here, I've just I wrote down three three deflection, then eighty three four three fuck off. Yeah, I, I, from looking at my notes, actually, from the first half, I'd have to double check the passage of play on this. But from the the their first goal that should have been disallowed for VAR, I'm pretty sure in that because there's a run of two or three corners in a row. I'm pretty sure the first corner they get on that is. is Kane does a really blatant push on Christensen as well that is that is overlooked by the referee. Then they get a corner from that and then it leads to other corners which they score from. So robbed is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> by ourselves, as it turns out yeah. as well. A, bit, a, of, a bit. bit of shooting in the foot as well. Yeah, so. very much so. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. 
With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. And then 87 minutes, obviously, Adams gets his red cards. Some crucial, well, crucial bit of, of note-taking I made. 75 minutes, Jesse's a tiger. Where the camera goes <laughs> in. And he was just stood like this yeah. for a time. It, like, the stream might have frozen, but like he the, was... A bit like the thriller video. Mm, the, I was thinking, um, yeah. Gareth Cheeseman, you're a tiger. Rawr! That one. <laughs> one for you to Google if you don't know what that refers to. <laughs> um, yeah, so he misses the Man City game. Does Tyler Adams. Yeah. I know we've got a bit of a break now in the World Cup and so on and so forth. Uh, but yeah, he misses Man City. It's funny, we were praising him this week or last week for being really good at kind of getting... Right up to the line. Getting, going right up to the line, never over it. His, his, yeah. uh, his head was on vacation. Mm. he knew it as well the second one I can't remember his first booking was that deserved I'm going to say it was a dive let's say no yeah let's say, let's say <laughs> wasn't deserved but um, yeah when he, when, the, when he did that second tackle you see him you see his, his face turn he's like it's like a Gaza in the semi-final wasn't it mm. just knew yeah oh well we're not going to win that Man City game anyway give him a nice extra break mm. from winning the World Cup yeah um, what have we got then we've got us losing and it's a World Cup break now. Boo. <laughs> Shit World Cup. Stupid season. Fuck off. Have you seen the uh, this video doing the rounds of what the some of the fan park stuff looks like? Mm. It, look, it looks Sh- shipping container in the desert. Yeah. For two hundred quid or whatever it is. Yeah, it's two hundred dollars, <laughs> yeah, but per occupant. Two hundred dollars per room, so only hundred dollars per occupant. Mm. Which is uh, which is great. <laughs> I mean now we've got to dwell on that, you see, until we come back. At least we don't have to stress the stress might have subsided a bit by Christmas. We can enjoy Christmas and then come back. But we're not we're not in the bottom three, are we? So that's good. No, we're not. Which we're not. I've, I really, really did expect us to be in the bottom three. I mean, we're fourteenth. I mean, which, which you would have probably taken. I think, mm-hmm. wouldn't you? Um, going into this break, but you would you'd want a bit, a bit more of a buffer. And at one point, I think we were five or six points clear of the bottom three. But it's so such fine margins at this level, isn't it? In this division, mm. is it for, Forest have won today, haven't they? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah so, so they're up to eighteen the now. So Wolves bottom, Southampton are looking bad, which is good, and uh, Fat Frank dropping like a stone as well. So they'll bin him, won't they? Not, not his fault though, I, I believe. They'll bin, they've, got, they've got to bin him off. 
I said, didn't we? I predicted at the start of the season it'd be the World Cup break when oh he went. Oh, God, they'll sack him, then Southgate leaves after the World Cup, and then we get, <sighs> then we get Frank as England manager. Failing his way up, he's the Peter principle in action, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, it's funny, isn't it, how to know how to feel about that, especially now we've got this long layoff where you don't think, oh, we can just go back next week and, and make it right. Mm. It's, it's weird because we've had, we obviously had like the month break earlier on this season, but I do kind of, I've got, I mean, I've got no enthusiasm for this World Cup whatsoever, but I am kind of glad we've got a break coming up now because the last few, I mean, it's just always mad, isn't it, supporting Leeds, but it was like last week before the Bournemouth game, I'd had like the best sleep I'd had in ages and I woke up really refreshed and then by the end of the day, I just felt exhausted again. <laughs> Maybe a little break from all this will do us all good. Mm. Get Pat Bamford fit, of course. He'll be raring to go when we get back from the break. Don't be so negative, Michael. <laughs> At what point are you allowed to be negative about someone who's been injured well, for, the, forever? The flip side of this is actually we, we don't have that many players going off to the World Cup now, do we? Yep. Um, now the squads have been announced so it is a chance for maybe a little bit of R&R get some players fit again we've ruined many an international career is what, uh, is what you can see from the World <laughs> Cup squads yeah and a chance to go at it afresh and, and now they've got time to plan and attack January I guess mm. is, is the next um, is the next window isn't it yeah no left back no striker uh, I'd like, I'd I mean, like both the, the thing is that like I think Cooper's been quite bad I have to say do we need to see? Do we need a centre half more? Well, than anything? I think we've we've probably got one, but he's playing left back. Right. So maybe if we could just buy a left back, a proper one, and mm. then let Strauch have a decent run in his actual position. Yeah. I think that might be an idea. It'd be nice to see, wouldn't it? I do wonder if part of the thing today of the defence just seemingly going missing all the time is the typical thing of the space behind the fullback, and then everyone gets dragged across mm. or dragged out of position. It's it's really hard to to work out because yeah, there were. I mean, in the first half in particular, it just seemed to be. Eric Dyer weirdly popping up mm. on the right wing, which was kind of good. I mean, the but that it was him. Yeah, the first few notes I've got is Dyer horrendous, uh, mad back pass, and then Dyer in loads of space in the right. But it's okay because it's Eric Dyer. <laughs> and then it was Somerville's goal, and it was Dyer trying to tackle him, and he just couldn't get the ball off him. But yeah, there is that typical flaw of space behind the fullback, and then everyone seems to get dragged out of position. But then I, you do wonder if we had an actual proper left back. And then likewise, Pascal Strauch playing centre-half. Would that look any differently? Yeah. Or, or in fairness, Strauch might move to centre-back and look bad there because mm. if it's a systemic failure for the defence, if, if, if it's a system that is set up to fail in a specific way, which it does seem to be, I, mean, it's good. I suppose the fourth goal was, was quite like the goals we concede. But I think the first three, were, they, weren't, no one, they didn't score the classic goal against Leeds goal, did they? I don't think. Do you think the long ball in behind fullback? It felt like they were a bit, um, they were a little bit different at least. The, the charge that was always levelled at Bielsa was that we shouldn't be going all out attacking games to try and win them, and we've kind of found ourselves almost in the same place again, but a different style of football. And we in that we're our front foot approach is what puts us three two in front in front mm. today, but has also ultimately cost us. And you look at like the Bournemouth game could have got, potentially gone either way, couldn't it? But momentum swung with us on that occasion, whereas today. It just swung with Spurs, and you know, go back to that that saying about fine margins. So I don't know. Do, you know, if we're more defensive, do we score three goals at Spurs? It's hard to say, isn't it? Mm. It's hard to know. It's always the thing, as well, isn't it, that the plan is never to concede four goals and be really wide open at the back. But if you do the plan slightly wrong or whatever, then it is very tight in this league, isn't it? Where it doesn't take much, then mm. you have conceded four goals out of nothing. Yeah, I do think Somerville. In place of Harrison as well, I think he we do lose a bit of defensive work with without Harrison on the pitch. Mm. But I mean, obviously, I would keep playing Somerville because he 
scores every single game. So that's that's worth having, in my opinion. Yeah, controversial that, but um, yeah, keep him in. But I, I think I do think that's maybe something we need to come to terms with a bit more with having some of villain is that maybe you need someone to cover provide a bit more cover whether it's I don't know someone like Rocker maybe has to drop a bit deeper or something to to enable him to stay forward mm. get into tactics though aren't we there which is uh, scary territory <laughs> for any of us where are we then going into the break do you think overall I mean better than I thought it would be mm. I, I mean the, the goal is 14th to 10th isn't it and we're 14th so and given where we were I was expecting it to be a lot worse by this point yeah it's it's kind of I think it's frustrating today because I don't think that that Spurs team are any good, and I think the crowd were. But they are, aren't they? They've got they're, they've they're got not, lots of good players. They're not, very but... good, they're not a very good team though. They don't they don't play very good football, mm. and I I feel like they're they're in a strange spot as well. And I, I, they, didn't, they, didn't, didn't get, they didn't need to play good football. You didn't they scored, the, scored past us four times. You didn't get the impression that fans are very happy with it though. No, like there was there was quite a bit of. I know it's uh, the biggest cheer of the day was probably Emerson Royal being. Taken off. I was just about to mention him when he uh, had that chance early on, 17 minutes mm. in. I've got it here and it fell to him. You just think, oh, he's going to put the ball in the net here. Mm. He just blazed it over. And I think their fans were desperate to see the back of him by that point. I mean, that chance was essentially the same as a couple of the goals they did score, wasn't it? Where they're kind of getting in behind and cutting back. And the centre backs, our centre backs seem to always be dropped really deep when people get in behind us. But then it means there's a massive gap at the edge of the box mm. for people. It often seems to be the centre halves and the defence are looking at the central midfielders a bit like, well, why have, why have the opposition attackers mm. got all this space on the edge of our box? And it's again, it's hard to work out where these systematic things are coming, like where the actual problem is. I think because mm, that's how we were conceding goals last season as well. I remember the the Villa home game, which was Marsh's first home game, wasn't it? Mm, but yeah. they scored goals like that in that game as well, where they just they just space out wide, pull it back to the edge of the box, loads of space there as well. So we're just. We're essentially marking the six-yard line, which is not a huge amount of use. It was, it was the uh, the goal that came from the quick throwing. It was Rocker sort of pointing at an attacker running off him into the box, mm. but he was running a bit behind a defender. And you sort of think, well, can you not follow him? That, <laughs> it, that might help. It's been pointed out in the uh, the YouTube comments that Spurs are uh, three points off Man City, so it's not like they're bad. I think but, they're, they're maybe not yeah. attractive. They're, they're very effective, aren't they? Because they, like I say they scored four times against as well, not really setting the world on fire. But maybe that's just what Conte does. He has a way of winning. Maybe so. I, I, I suppose every time I've seen him, I don't watch him every week, but when I've seen him, nothing about him looks particularly scary. Yeah. And they got booed off after. Even, though, even though they've got some, they obviously have some really good players. Like I don't feel, I suppose that's why I'm, I'm annoyed that we didn't get something from the game, just because I feel like we could have done. And it was it was there for us. Mm. The lead was there. Yeah. Over so, and over again. Disappointing, but plenty to be encouraged about. But do you feel like we, we know more about this team now than we did, say, a week ago or two weeks ago? Or is it all still, still are the parameters still very wide for you? It's just very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were absolutely terrible uh, following the Leicester game and Fulham. I thought we looked absolutely finished, doomed to relegation. Whereas actually across the balance of these three games, we look I, fine. Actually, no, it's still all a fucking mess, isn't it? Because Bar- <laughs> that first hour of Bournemouth was dreadful as well. Um, but then, you know, in between it, yeah, some, some very good bits too. It's weird. I think we've got, I do think... There is a really good team there, or a good team there, but then we mm. do lots of bad things. Mm. So I don't know where to, how I gauge them at all. Yeah. I, th- I, I suppose the encouraging thing is I think most of the players are actually fine. Mm. I don't think we have many bad footballers because we've sat and watched season upon season of bad footballers playing for Leeds and I don't feel like we've really got too many of them at the moment. Mm. But we can't overlook the fact that teams do the same things all the time against us. And defensively, like... How many how many goals have we conceded now this season? It feels like a, a fucking lot. 
is what I'm going to say. <laughs> 26. 26 we've conceded. So what, how many have we scored? We've scored 22, have we? Scored 22, conceded 26. I mean, well, thankfully, on your new on your points system, we've got three we've got um, three points today, haven't we? <laughs> well, actually, it does, as much as you might want to try and poke me with a stick about that, it's not my point system. It's Nick Harris <laughs> at Sporting Intel who pointed out the close correlation, roughly, between goal scored and points you get on the board. Right, come the shake-up. Um, and you're never that far out from it. But what you can do is look at it and say, we've got 15 points, but we've scored 22 goals. The problem's at the other end. Yeah. yeah. Is what it points to. It's weird because... At the start of the season, it felt like, oh, we're defending all right, but you know where are the goals going to come from? Mm. Now it's completely switched on its head, which again just adds to that confusion of, what the fuck are we? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, only Forrest and Bournemouth have conceded more goals than us, mm. which ain't great, considering Bournemouth conceded nine in one game and four against us. Which yeah. is, we, uh, but we've scored, we've scored more than Man United. We've scored the same as Brighton. Yeah. Same ballpark as Fulham. Scoring goals, on the, on the plus side, scoring goals is harder to do. So if, if we can just make some defensive tweaks, I just don't know what Marsh does with it because it's, I don't know, he, he surely knows what this problem is. Like it's, it's evident to see it most weeks with the, the goals teams score against but us. That brings us back to the idea of is it, is it a systematic failing, doesn't it? And we can kind of go around the houses on but it's that. his system. That's well, what that's I mean. what I mean. Yeah, so yeah. Like maybe, look up, maybe look at why it's failing, I don't know. I'm sure yeah. he is. Feels, um, feels to me like, I don't know about you, now we've got this chance for a break. We just, we, everyone needs to go away and exhale. Because um, I've seen quite a few extreme reactions this afternoon online about this. People saying, you know, awful game management. And I think, yeah, maybe it was lacking a bit, but games do get away from you a bit, don't they? Sometimes it just it just happens. It is hard football. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's, I think you you can't overlook the fact it's really difficult, and you're not you know there's, there are two teams involved in it as well. You know, you've got it. Someone someone normally ends the game happier, and normally along the way, someone has made some changes to make something happen. So. You know, you can't always be on the on the winning side of those. Well, things. Marsh has said we've encapsulated our sixteen game season in one match. Moments we're in control, and moments when we're vulnerable and make easy mistakes. It's just a lot of moments when we're in control of matches we can't seem to stay on top. It is weird though, because then he's he's spoken in the past about how he wants us to. We're going to be on top in like little spells, and we need to score in little spells. And you do think, well, what are we going to do for the other like eighty minutes? <laughs> it can't all just be based around a good 10, 15 minutes mm. here and there. I, I don't. I guess I guess in the spells, it, I, I suppose it means a bit of controlled possession. But that's I feel like that's, that's where we're yeah, at our weakest. Where, <laughs> I just don't see. But then again, don't you think we did that quite well uh, for a, pe- a period in that game, where mm. we just seemed to take the sting out of it when Spurs were getting on top? And I can't remember which spell of the game it was. Maybe it's one of those that I couldn't remember earlier on, where we just seemed to just knock it around a bit, stop them having it, and just calm everything down a bit. So there were, there were times when when we did. Just further comments uh, from Marsh. My thoughts are: we have a good team and we're improving. We're finding ways to be good for more stretches in matches. But when we have lapses, we're vulnerable. In the end, we're still making sure guys are on top of principles at all times. Mm. Should we just go away just and have a little words, break? <laughs> he says that every week. Shall we just go away and have a little break and uh, we'll see what everything is and how it all unfolds over the break and what January brings, I guess. I suppose so. Yeah, so what else have we got then? We've got uh, coming up Phil Hay Show on Monday. Then we're off to the FSA Awards. Yes. Which is going to be fun. Yeah, so, pro- so other podcasts will be a delay bit, everything a little a bit, bit later this week. Yeah, but we'll, they'll be coming. Yeah, so Monday we'll be down there, Tuesday coming back and hungover. Um, and then, yeah, Wednesday, Thursday-ish, we'll, we'll get back together. Phil Hay Show is taking a break as well now until, um, until after the World Cup, unless something big happens in the world of Leeds United. Do you expect anything big to happen in the world of Leeds United? Yeah, it normally does. <laughs> yeah, you're, I know, you're right. You're right. But yeah, we will be carrying on um, regardless as well with our uh, World Cup shows and we'll cover what happens in the World Cup and cheer on um, our players, I guess. 
our USA boys. <laughs> Maybe not all the games. Maybe not all. We don't have to divide the I don't know. I hate Harry Kane after today. <laughs> Fuck off. Fair point. But I, was, I was willing to injure him so he missed the World Cup <laughs> during that game. <laughs> Uh, let's wrap Completely it up there spitefully. <laughs> let's wrap it up there then we will return um, with the usual stuff through the week as well we'll speak to you soon The Match Ball For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.